And happy to welcome into the program Andrea Johnson, Manager Projects Coaching Association of Canada. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to have this discussion with her. Andrea, thanks for joining me. How are you? Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show here. Really, uh, really happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Thanks for jumping on. And, and I guess we'll just start with what Coaching Association of Canada does. Yeah, so the Coaching Association of Canada is a national and multi-service organization, and we really focus in on supporting coach education at a national level. And so um, this is a big job, Andrea. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. Stating the obvious, because I, that, I mean ballpark number how many coaches there are in Canada at all levels of minor sports all the way up oh it's definitely in the millions and we're really fortunate to have so many wonderful partners including our national sport organizations our provincial territorial sport organizations our provincial territorial coaching representatives and as well as our other national multi-sport organizations who do incredible work and support us in in this Right. And so let's tie it into um, Mental Health Awareness Month and and what the CAC is doing around that to uh, highlight some of it and work with coaches on that. Yeah, absolutely. So the CAC is really excited to be here in Winnipeg to attend the National Aboriginal Hockey Championships, which is currently happening at the Seven Oaks Arena, to directly engage with coaches, athletes, sport leaders, and local community organizations to talk about our new mental health and sport resource hub. Yeah, and uh, while you're here, we've been talking about the hockey on the ice, and and this is what's fascinating about it and why we're thankful that you're joining us today because along with the great hockey and all that the tournament does for the youth that are involved in it, um, there's a mental health and sport resource hub. Discuss that with us and and let us know where it's at and what it will be doing. Yeah, exactly. So the mental health and sport resource hub is really part of a larger project where our goal is to increase the mental health literacy of coaches in Canada. And again, we can't do this without some of our partners, including the Canadian Centre for Mental Health and Sport, Sport Manitoba and Aboriginal Sports Circle. And of course, with thanks to the funding from Public Health Agency of Canada. So really, our goal here is we're focused on removing the barriers to access mental health resources and education for coaches. So that's why we've developed a mental health and sport resource hub where anyone can access some free online resources. You can complete free e-learning modules, find mental health organizations through our directory, and also access immediate support lines. The reason I think this is such a great um, initiative that that you're doing here is that, you know, we focus so much, especially when it comes to minor sports, on on conduct and and making sure you know everybody's safe, um, but also uh, around the idea that you know it's a fun environment, it's all this, and everything we focus on around anything to do with minor sports, whether it's coaching or, or for the kids, it it comes around to mental health, does it not? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really major point in this this project. And our campaign slogan is mental health is our sport, because we do see a really direct and important correlation between mental health and sport. And so what have you been hearing around? How long has this project been going, by the way? Yeah, so we just kicked off this project, uh, seems like not that long ago, it was <laughs> August 2022, but it has been a bit of a whirlwind when uh, the Mental Health and Sport Resource Hub launched on February uh, 2023. So not long at all. Have you had time to sort of have some reaction to it? Yeah, we've. I think one of the greatest reactions that we've seen is so many people reaching out to just ask how they can get involved. 
um, which is really exciting to be able to find a way to unite the sport community. As you mentioned, there are so many people involved from athletes, coaches, great sport leaders and sport organizations. Um, so we're really excited to be able to try to unite people in this uh, common goal to increase the mental health literacy of coaches. As well as it is for coaches, I would assume there's probably, you know, maybe it's not at the forefront of the initiative, but some trickle down to the athletes themselves. Like if your coach has some stuff, he has experiencing some stuff, he sort of guides his own way. That's that'll come through in the coaching and the relationships any coach builds with their athletes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we know that coaches are really key leaders in the sport environment, and they are in that position to positively impact the mental health of their athletes and sport participants. And really what we saw is they don't always have that training or that confidence to have conversations about mental health. So we wanted to ensure that we're providing that support to coaches to help them feel knowledgeable and empowered empowered on the steps that they can take for both their own self-care, but also to support their athletes and hoping that that education trickles down not only to their athletes and sport participants, but to everyone else who's in their community too. For anybody who hasn't coached, what are what are some of the stresses or some of the the ideas that maybe a coach says, well, this is just part of the process. I got to organize. I got to do this. I got to teach. I got to. I got to. What are some of the aspects that you've heard from that that this program would help when it comes to mental health and coaching? Yeah, well, we know that the stoppage of sport back in March 2020 was really difficult on coaches as a key support for um, the athletes and the sport participants that they coach and also on themselves as well. Um, We know that sport is a really healthy outlet for so many athletes and coaches. Um, So we did see and did hear from a lot of coaches that it was a really stressful time and they weren't weren't exactly sure how to, to navigate it. So for us to be able to provide some of those resources, again, to really focus in on getting them comfortable with some of the language about mental health, about mental illness, and how that impacts mental performance is really the goal there. And I'm on your link here for coach.ca, and there's, there's you know, why be a coach, learn to coach, sports safety, some other aspects. But building your coaching pathway is interesting to me, and especially around mental health and the sports resource hub, because I think quite often uh, when somebody's just trying to start coaching or get into it, what they think is what they see in pro sports is kind of the coach they want to be. And that's really not what it is, right? Like what you need to do is see see some minor league coaches for whatever sport you're doing and how they interact properly. And then that's the way to coach kids. Is it not? Or am I off base on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. There are so many great leaders and coaching is such a great leadership role to have a really positive impact on your community. So, And of course, there are always tons of sport and community organizations that are looking for volunteers. So if anyone's interested in getting into coaching, definitely recommend reaching out to a local organization in your area to get started. Um, as we mentioned, coaches are a real critical, they play a real critical role in all levels of sport and especially at that community level too where athletes can learn a lot uh, about the ways that a coach leads by example uh, with their communication skills and their positive behavior so again for us at the CAC it's just really imperative that we create some of those professional development opportunities for coaches to be able to strengthen those uh, psychosocial skills that you were talking about Um, And this includes our mental health and sport e-learning module, which is also a part of this project. Great, great initiative. I really appreciate your time uh, for sharing this, Andrea. So again, people can come see the hub at the uh, National Aboriginal Hockey Championships, which are in our city until the 13th of May. Where exactly is the hub? Yeah, so it's online, as I mentioned. Anyone can 
access the free online resources on the Mental Health and Sport Resource Hub, which is at coach.ca slash mental-health-hub, and also invite you to join our conversation online using our hashtag mentalhealthisoursport. Um, we're going to continue to add new resources to the hub, so be sure to check back there often to access the newest resources. Really appreciate it, Andrea, and uh, I think it's a great initiative. Love to have you back in a little while and just see how, how some of the reaction has been going for it. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Andrea Johnson, Manager, Projects Coaching Association of Canada. Once again, coach.ca, and uh, you follow the links to the um, the hub and uh, everything that is offered at Mental Health Hub, uh, mental-health-hub, coach.ca forward slash mental hyphen health hyphen hub make sure i get that right for you to make sure you can visit it's a great site looking at it building your coaching pathway is a a great thing to click on there too if you're just starting out for all you young coaches this is the kind of music you played at a party back in my day but my day is long past. There's a party going on downtown, a dance party. We're going to talk about over 2,500 students will be live in person for the biggest downtown dance party in Winnipeg. Artistic coordinator of the Sharing Dance, uh, Joanne Jingra, joins me now. Joanne, tell us about this party today. Hello, how are you doing? Well, we're having a great day here downtown at the Redflex. Um, it is with uh, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. We've started something called Sharing Dance. It's a program that offers a yearly choreography that we have all of those hundreds and hundreds of students learn. And today we're celebrating it with, uh, of course, doing the sharing dance choreography, but also offering a great show to all of these students. And 2,500 of them. Yes, we sure do. Um, We've split into two shows. We've had a fabulous show this morning, great energy, and this afternoon, we have people from uh, different schools. We also have group from a Parkinson group and Explorability, another group that we teach the sharing dance choreography. Uh, we have performers that have come for, for the event. From Folklorama has offered them some groups for us to come and dance, Ukrainian and Hawaiian and hip-hop. So, yeah, the children are having a great time. Outstanding. Sharing Dance, uh, well, it started in 2015. Explain to us what Sharing Dance is and and the Royal Winnipeg Ballet Schools um, leading the community with this engagement initiative. Yes, of course. Yeah, in 2015, uh, the National Ballet School of Canada approached us to become partners. And uh, it was based on learning a yearly choreography and just bring it into the community to share the dance, share the love of dance. And since then, we have grown and grown and grown and grown. And it's not only, I mean, sharing dance day, yes, it's happening here, but it also will be happening in other places in Canada. So we can say that it's just not only a local celebration, but a national celebration. How popular has this become since 2015? I would imagine that this is something that's talked about and waited for now every year. Yes, of course. Yeah, we started in like a few schools and then it started to go around that, I mean, the principal and, and the children and teachers involved were really engaged and they really, really liked the concept for us to not only bring sharing dance choreography, but also bring some dancing. 
So we start the program in January, and then we go there depending of our schedule and their schedule. So we can go up to like eight times and ten times before Sharing Dance Day, and we just show them some great moves. Yeah, it's based on sort of a creative movement. So we allow the children not so strict in terms of style, but more just like getting the skill, you know, allowing them to move and have fun and discover what they can do with movement. And I think that children, I mean, the outcomes of it are fantastic. They, they, they gain confidence and gives them great focus and just the plain joy of dance. You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, as being a, a sports guy and reporter for, for most of my career, I know what that can teach any youth. But really, dance does the same thing when you mentioned the discipline, the, the coordination, um, the physical activity. It's just another really viable option, especially for kids who might not be into sports. Yes, I mean, for me as an educator, um, I think it's like so important, the physicality of it. It's, and I always use the word, you know, crucial. I think it's very important for children to not only learn sitting down all day, but also move. And dance is used in many different ways these days, only to also to learn different uh, subjects like math or, you know, it's like physical literacy is important at all levels. And for us to be able to go into elementary school and start at that level, I hope it's going to also engage them to become more active and just give them a little bit more confidence and success in what they want to do. You would know better than I, but um, I would assume that, that kids, regardless of what their interests are, have a general interest in dance, especially at the kindergarten to grade six years. Well, music does that, right? So you put music on, you good good beat on, and what do you want to do? You want to move. I mean, I think that's a, it's kind of a universal that we love music. We like moving to music and you don't need to be a dancer to move. Everybody are dancers. So as far as I'm concerned, yes, children, I mean, totally enjoyed it because it's on the music and because they can do whatever they want with the movement and express themselves and just feel plain joy. Well, enjoy the rest of the day, Joanne, and thanks for sharing this story with us. And thank you for having us. Have a great day. You too. Joanne Gingras, our, uh, artistic coordinator of the Sharing Dance. It is over 2,500 students live and in person for the biggest downtown dance party in Winnipeg at the uh, RecPlex at the University of Winnipeg Axworthy Health and RecPlex Center. Great initiative, great stuff, and have fun to everybody taking part in that.